this, um, you know, I was going through this week, um, trying to, you know, just asking God for a message, you know, and the thing he kept putting on my heart was about friends, you know what I mean, and, and I was just going, and I was like, okay, what about friends, you know, and he was like, you know, everything, you know, and whether we want to believe it or not, um, our friends is, you know, make us who we are. You know, we go and that's why they say birds of a feather flock together. You know what I mean? So if you hanging out with drug addicts or, or prostitutes or whatever you want to have it, nine times out of ten, people either going to say you are one or you are one. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? And... And so we, you know, we just go and and we just we just say everybody's our friend, you know, without even thinking anymore. Right. You know, and I was just I was looking this up, um, trying to come up with something, and and the one guy he just kept, you know, he was like, well, you know, we got everybody on Facebook and they all our friends, mm -hmm. and pretty much it, <laughs> most people on my Facebook ain't my friends. Right. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> but. I would like for them to be, right. you know. I would like to get to a point to where they come and do what I do, right. you know, and come partake in what I like to do. But, you know, I used to be out there with them and doing the things that they was doing, and it was all good. You know, and I had this one friend. We used to go out all the time. But I can recall one time. He bought drinks. No, no. He bought a drink. A drink, you know. So it's like, okay. And then, but I didn't see all these things until after I got saved. And then I, I look back on it now and it's like, man, I used to call that dude my friend. And, and it got to the point to where I just, you know, just started reflecting. Started reflecting on these things and, and just, and it was like, okay, every time we went out, he would always ask me, hey, let's go out. So we go out, but then somehow I end up fronting the bill or I end up driving, I end up, you know, I end up doing, you know, I feel if somebody asks you to go somewhere, you know, they're supposed to be like, hey, I got you, you know. And then there was this one time he was like, I was like, man, I ain't got no money. He's like, I got you. And this was the one time he bought the drink. So we go out, he gave me a beer or whatever, and so I'm drinking it. And I see him, he done drank his and got another one. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm drinking too slow. So I drink it and I'm waiting like, okay. It look. <laughs> like it's empty. You know, I'm just waiting, I'm like, okay. So I ask him, like, hey, you gonna get another drink? Yeah, we will in a minute. So he walk off, come back with more drink. You know, for me, I'm like, okay. Cool, I see where this is going. So I, you know, get my own drinks or whatever, but at the end of that night, I was just like, you ain't got to worry about me no more, bro. You know, you do your thing, I'm going to do mine. And, you know, we haven't talked since, but I seen him when I was with my wife. We was at the Louisville Carnival thing, and I could see he was still doing the same thing. He was following around the people, you know, following right behind them. And I could tell that he wasn't buying the drinks. Everybody had drinks, but he, he had one. Everybody else had two. 
So you can tell, you know, it's, but it's just like, just those things that, you know, it's like, man, I call that dude my friend. But I know if it came down to it, he wasn't going to fight for me. I know that if it came down to it, he wasn't going to pay to get me out of jail. I know that if it came down to it, he, he was going to tell on me if the police pulled us over while we was drinking and driving. You know what I mean? And it's like, man. So I was looking up, you know, just things. I was like, man, what makes a good friend? You know, so I went and looking at the different polls. And pretty much the top three was loyalty, a good listener, and trustworthy. I mean, they had some other pretty good ones, but I took those three because I like those three. Because those what would make a friend to me. And I do have to say that I have, you know, friends in this church now, you know. Amen. You know, and it's just amazing that I can I can call call them up at whatever time it is. Like, bro, I'm having a problem, you know, whatever. You know, I can call my pastor. I couldn't do that before at the other church that I was going to before I started, you know, um, before I got before I went back and bit backslid, you know, into the world. At that church, it was like the pastor was way up here, you know, and everybody else was down here. So it was like, man, there's no way to get to this guy until I seen him fall. And when I seen him fall, it was like, I don't even know what to do. So I'm going to leave too. So I left, you know, so I left the church then too, you know. But it just all comes down to when it's time to fight, where your friends at, you know? So, and that, and that was something that stuck to me, stuck to me hard, because I used to fight a lot. And you could tell who your real friends are. Because your real friends, they gonna, they gonna fight first, ask what happened later, right. you know what I mean? And, and that's how I feel like Jesus got me now. Amen. I feel like all the, just doing this ministry alone, I'm talking about he attacked like every Friday, the last two Fridays, he just been coming at me, just mm, hit me with all kind of blows. And then when I get here and I go to the prayer room, Jesus like, you know what? Cut it out, you know? And he fight my battles for me. And then I can come up here and gather whatever thoughts he put on me all throughout the week and bring them back in and channel those into trying to help some of y'all out you know, through things that happened in my life. And that's why I feel like Jesus put me in those things, took me through those battles, took me through those tests, that I'm able to, you know, tell some of y'all about things, you know. And um, so if you would just turn to John 15, 15. We'll start in uh, verse 13 whenever um, whenever we all get there. We get there, say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. We're going to start in verse 13. It says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servant, 
for a servant, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Amen. Amen. And that's just Jesus calling me friend. And I know that I ain't got to worry. Jesus got my back. Even though I find myself worrying, even though I find myself getting mad in certain situations, but then it comes back to, okay, I forgot. Jesus got my back. You know? You got to get back to that point to where you like, in every situation, okay, I'm going to think Jesus first. Hardest thing I go through, you know, because it's like, man, if I'd have just said, you know, Jesus in the beginning, I wouldn't even have to worry about this. But yet the devil, like, okay, you don't need him right now. You know, it's just light. You know, you don't need it right now. And then the devil, he builds it up, builds it up until it's all out of control. And then you call it on Jesus from jail cell, from from whatever it is. You know, you you done took drugs and you don't know how to how to you know, once it's in you, it's in you. You got to let it go through you now. You know, unless you go to the hospital and they just push it through you, you know. But but it just comes to that point to where you're like, man, okay, I'm a, I'm a Christian now, so I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of Jesus. So when I have those temptations, I got to say, hey, I'm going to pray about it, and then I'm going to call on Jesus. And I know that this temptation is going to go away. Because I know it's not of God. This temptation is not of God. And and that's what we have to do. But so many times we forget that. And I know I forget it a lot. And I find myself getting mad at stuff that I shouldn't even be getting mad at. And it's like, man. And so you just say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I'm weak right now. And that's what he that's what he's looking for. Is a hump is the humbleness. It's the point to where we say, Jesus, I need you. Because if we go and we try to fix the problem myself, <laughs> ain't even nothing to say about it, you know, but it's like, man. But even the devil's smart enough to know, hey, I know that if I can keep giving him these little bitty things he think are blessings, you know, and he don't call on Jesus, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. i give him a little blessing. Here you go, $50 on the ground, whatever. You know, now you ain't got to worry about it. Well, it must be $50, so I ain't got to worry about tithing. I ain't got to worry about none of that. And then you're like, man. Then you see your old dope man drive by. You're like, maybe that $50 was for him. You know, this is what the devil do. You're like, man, maybe this is for him. It's a sign. <laughs> you know, so so we go and then, we, you know, he plays little games with us and just the more that I, I listen to the to the messages that Pastor went over and, and some of the other pastors about exposing the enemy and reading the books, you know, it's like, man, this dude is nonstop. This dude is working 24-7. He ain't got nothing else to do. Jesus on his way back. He know that he fixing to go and do some real time. So he's trying to take as many as people as he can with us, with him, not with us, sorry. <laughs> take as many people as you can with them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, now more than ever, in every situation, not most, not a few, but in every situation, we got to call on Jesus. Amen. We have to call on Jesus. It's, you know, and I, I don't know when, but 
You know, sometimes we used to say, oh, well, we got tomorrow. We got this and that. But we got we to start doing this now. We got to call on him in every situation. I mean, the little, the little tiny things. Like, man, I stumped my toe and I was fixing the cuts. Jesus, yes, you know, whatever the case may be, we got to call on him in every situation, you know, because you never know when he's coming back. And and the one thing God don't want us to do is to be like, hey, you know, he don't want to catch us off guard and we shouldn't be off guard because we got the instruction manual right here. And it tells us that we need to call upon his name in every situation that that when we in a situation, you know what I mean? Um. Whenever there's a problem, we should be saying, hey, Jesus, I need you. Not, now, I, I got this one, Jesus. Sit this one out. Nah, because I remember we had this one boy in our neighborhood. This dude talked nonstop. Nonstop. I'm talking about to whoever. It didn't really matter. And his brother got beat up so much for that dude. It's crazy. Because this is what he'd do. He'd say, you know, whatever. I'll fight you. But you know what? I'm going to call my brother. And his brother came every single time. Most of the times he lost. It's crazy. I would have stopped. <laughs> like, hey, bro, you're going to fight your own battles. But this dude kept coming. You know, it's like, damn, at what point do you listen? And his brother to this day still haven't learned. And I'm guessing from all those times he kept coming. You know, but not comparing him to Jesus, but Jesus is going to come every single time. But we got to call him. And that's what this boy did. He called. He made sure he called. You know? And that's what we got to do. We got to make sure we call in Jesus every time. You know, if we feeling frustrated with the kids, we got to call. If we feeling frustrated with our husband or wife, we got to call. If we feeling, you know, down about work or feeling, you know, whatever the case may be, feeling like this ain't for you, we got to call. You know, whatever the case may be, we got to call. You know, but, um... The reason we try to find these outlets, so to speak, the the whatever they may be, the the, the addictions, the I want to go back. I'm not sure if this is for me. Da 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 da. Is because of uh, Revelations two four. You want to turn there with me? Uh, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. And I don't know about y'all, but I need my lampstand. I need my oil in it, too. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying about we got to call on them every single time. We got to get back to that first love. We got to get back to it. I mean, so many times we sit here and try to fight battles ourselves, and we can't. I mean, you can ask any person who's been addicted to anything. You try to fight it yourself, it ain't going to work. You know, you need friends. You need Jesus. Most importantly, you need Jesus, but... You're going to need friends also. You know what I mean? If you just, okay, well, I got this. You know, and you're sitting at the house, going through whatever battles you're going through with nobody to call, then what? 
then you back to doing what you was doing. All because you chose not to listen to the instruction manual. You chose to do it yourself. But we got to get back to that point to where we say, Jesus, I love you. And I want you in my presence. I want you around me at all times. So what I'm going to do is when I'm feeling out of control, when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling like I may go back, when I'm feeling like I don't know what else to do, get on your knees. That's something we got to get back to. And I'm going to keep stressing it this whole night. So get used to it. Amen. But um, just going back to, to loyalty. You know, I was, you know, he put an um, example out there. And he was like, you know, just somebody to stick up for you. Loyalty. Just somebody to be there for you when, you know, nobody else will be. You know, and um, Proverbs 18, 24. Is an example of it. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. His name Jesus, you know. And you know, I used to for the longest time. I used to be like, man, I do got good friends, and I do. One of my my best friend, he he's a good guy, but he didn't let me down before, you know. But he's still my best friend. But you know, we just got to get back, get to that point to where Jesus is my ultimate best friend. I guess you. You know, I guess he got <laughs> B triple left. <laughs> you know, but we just got to get back to that point to where we we love waking up to hang out with Jesus. We love, we want to go to sleep hanging out with Jesus. Because when we get back to that, we, we really don't have nothing to worry about. Because all those problems that we go through is because we decide to put Jesus to the side for a little bit. And, and, it, and if you don't believe me, just go look at some of the situations where you was mad, where you was upset, and, why, and look where Jesus was. Right. He was sitting there on the sideline, right. you know, waiting to get in the game. Yeah. Got his helmet on and everything. Yeah. Can't get in. Right. You know, but that's all we got to do is go back to that. And then uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. Is uh, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. First John four eight. For he, for he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And that's, you know, how we have to treat each other. And this comes with a. You know, we are one body, but so many times it seems like we, everybody for themselves, but we got to get to that point to where we love each other, to where it's like, man, that dude hurting over there, I got to go do something. I don't know what I can do, but 
I got to go do something. Hey, bro, you all right? You know, if anything, can I pray for you? You know, and then when they offer that, you know, I see some, nah, I'm good. No, I'm good. Yes, pray for me. You want to do it right now? If not, you know, just make sure you do it. Please, pray for me. You know, I've seen so many times as people just, no, nah, I'm good. Pray for me all day. I mean, I, I can use it. You know what I mean? I know the devil's steady trying to fight me all day. I don't, you know. And, you know, it's just, and he keeps trying to come back with the same things. And it's like, man, didn't I just win that battle? He's like, nah, you just, you know. He was like, you just keep fighting, keep fighting. And I like what Pastor said that Pastor Ron said about this fight is fixed. You know, all we got to do is keep swinging, you know. And so many times we, oh, I'm tired of this. Nah, just keep swinging. It don't matter how you swing, just make sure you swing it, you know. <laughs> you got to get to that point of her man. We're building up endurance, you know. So I remember playing basketball the other day. No endurance at all. Sad story. I almost quit playing basketball. Something I hate. Something I love to do. I was so tired. It's like, man. And we had a good team and everything. And I was getting killed out there. It was sad. But I'll be back. <laughs> I won't quit. But uh, another one of those uh, characteristics was a good listener. If you turn to John 9, 31. John 9, verse 31. And now we know that God does not And now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is, is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. And since the, since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of the one who was born blind. You know, but it just comes down to us repenting. Because, you know, we all are sinners, but we all got that gift that he gave us when we decided to accept his son. You know, we able to be forgiven. We able to say, Jesus, I need you. I messed up. I need you to fix this. I need you to take over. And when you do that, then God is able to hear. Because without that, that sin in a way, it's like loud music at one of those parties. That y'all used to go to. I ain't going to no party. <laughs> but nah, it's just, you know, that loud music. Like, what? What'd you say? What? That's all God hearing is sin. What'd you say? <laughs> you was lying? What'd you say? You was doing this, doing that? You know? <laughs> just get that repent in there. Hey, Jesus, I need you. Yes, and when, when you do that, then Jesus, like, okay, Jesus is the megaphone. So when you, you know, you repent, it's like, bam. And you speak into the megaphone, and God can hear you. But if you don't, you don't repent, He can't hear you. You know, you can pray for whatever you want to pray for, as long as you want to pray for. You know, but if you ain't repented, 
and he ain't, he ain't got nothing, he can't hear you. I mean, it, it sounds terrible, and it is, but that's why we got to keep Jesus a part of our lives. You know, no matter what the situation, if you turn to Psalms 34, Seventeen and eighteen. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as a con as a as have a contrite spirit. But what that means is all we got to do is be with Jesus and that, that make, you know, none of us are righteous, but, you know, when we got Jesus, you know, we good. And, uh, and the Lord hears that. And it says, and delivers them out of all their troubles. Jesus don't come to some battles. He come to all the battles that we call him for. If you don't want to call him, he ain't, he ain't going to show up. You know, so we got to make sure we call him. We got to make sure we call him when we have those those urges to 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 want to fight. When we have those urges to want to cuss our spouse out. When we have those urges to want to want to have a drink. You know, it's cool to have one. That's what the devil will tell you. It's cool, you know. You ain't had one in like a year and a half. You can have one. You'll be all right. You know, it's been a while. You know, you good. Weed is from the ground. That's what they say. Yeah, you know, we can we can do that. It's from the earth with the F's. <laughs> you know what I mean? But 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 we just gotta say, hey, you know what? If Jesus want me to have it. He'll come smoking with me. <laughs> and guess what? He ain't going to. So we ain't got to worry about it. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, I just want to read a story for that last one. And being trustworthy. And I just want to just this story is just how trustworthy God is. And just no matter the situation, God will bring you out of it. You just turn to Daniel chapter six. starting in verse 18. But uh, we had these, before I started reading, we just had uh, these guys, they was pretty much jealous of Daniel, so they was trying to do whatever they could, a.k.a. the devil. Right. Even though he was already up there, he decided to give all that up, you know, to, to try to be better than God and fail. And so now he's he trying to do whatever he can. Like, hey, y'all come chill with me. 
know. So and and it's just like these guys, they they mad because God was blessing Daniel's, you know. And so we just start in verse um, eighteen. And now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. Oh, they had they had put Daniel in the lion's den already, and because he went and you know. The king told him not to pray, you know, to pray to this thing or whatever. Or whenever they hear the, let me go, let me go read it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was Meshach and a band of gold and, and another guy didn't want to pray to the golden image. But I think uh, Daniel, every time, um, the harps, the harps, and all the music started playing. They were supposed to bow down to this. says uh, in verse 12, they went before the king and, and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the, into the den of the lions? The king answered and said, these things are true. According to the law of Merides and the Persians, which did not alter, which means they wasn't going to change it for nobody. That's what he was saying, but he didn't know it was about Daniel. You know what I mean? And then verse um, 18 says, Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. The, then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of the lions, and when he came to the den, he cried out with a, with a loud voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying, Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continuously, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angels and shut the, shut the lion's mouth. So they, so they have not hurt me, because I found, because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den with no injuries whatsoever found on him, because they believed in his God, because he believed in his God. You know, and when we when we doing what we supposed to do, even the non-believers are believing our God. Right. You know, this king went out there fasting and praying, doing all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, something that he probably didn't do. You know, but he was like, man, casting that man of God into, into there. That, that you know, I got to do something. But what he couldn't do was take him out of that out of that situation. Which is, you know, one of the things that one of the pastors um, always used to say or always was saying when we was at conference the first time I went. And he was like, you got to go through that fire. Right. 
You know, you got to go through that situation. And, and, and now I know that it's a reason that God had me go through all those things that I went through and brought me out of each one of them. You know, and I didn't understand these things until after I got saved. It was like, man, that dude saved me from everything, you know. All those times I was drunk driving, all this, the time that the police officer pulled me over when I was, I was past drunk, you know. But he pulled me over and was like, hey, go home. It was like, okay, you know. And, if, and when, when I remember driving home, and I, I could see everything. I could see the lights. I could see everything. I was sober at that point, you know. But it was like, man, God saved me from that. Amen. You know, I could have I easily went to jail, been, you know, had a DWI, whatever it is on my record or whatever. But God was like, you know what? I got other plans for you. I got other plans for you. And even if you've been through something worse than that, God was like, okay, you still here. So obviously God got a plan for you. Whatever that may be, you know, we go through a lot. You know, everybody got their own story to tell, you know. But it's like, man, just be thankful. Just be thankful for, you know, what God gave you. And um, I just have this um, last poem to read. But it's, it was, when I read it, it was a powerful poem and made a lot of sense. And just how we go after and, you know, try to find those friends and, you know, those cool friends or whatever it is and you know or try to find a friend and at a party or whatever the case may be you know but he says uh, this poem is my life from the age of 13 I'm still losing the battle or I'm still losing the battle of addiction at age 33 prisons rehabs and passed by my mom becomes my fate. This is all I know. I don't know it. But I've tried something different. And, you know, and you just go and you have that pattern even when you're young. You know, it may it may not have, have even been you that caused you to have this addiction. You know, it's probably your parents or your grandparents or whoever it may be just passing down these things. My dad used to talk to me all the time about me breaking the curse. Because we, I didn't know at the time, you know, I didn't know, but my dad was alcoholic, his dad was alcoholic, and so on and so on. And he was like, you broke that curse, son, you know. And I was like, but I was alcoholic. He was like, but you broke the curse. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, because you accepted Jesus into your life, and I know that you're not going back. And I know that. Now that your son don't have to see that, that's something he, that curse is broken. You know what I mean? So we can go from now, from that curse to to, to blessing, you know, to certain situations. But this um, poem is called Welcome to Hell. It says, Welcome to Hell, the sign should have read. Reaching your destination, all in your head. Last call for the train headed to nowhere fast. The memories you create will last forever. You want to buy a ticket? What's the cost, you ask? Just hop on board. We'll talk once you're trashed. 
Close your eyes and picture something grand. No peeking. Now trust me and give me your hand to the beach with water and the sun shining down. Open up. No beach here. You're hell bound. Of course there's water. But it's for your rig and spoon. Little girl, don't be afraid. 14 years old isn't that soon. The men don't bite. But you'll be messed up beyond belief. When you do pass out, not remembering, a relief. A shame to your mom, a shame to face your mommy. Gotta have that coat. Shooting dope every day. The girl with dream lost all hope. I laugh at you as you toss your life into the wind. Too far gone. It's us till the end. I'll be there when you lose your pride. When you forget your morals, I'm at your side. You'll cheat and steal to have that fixed. Won't take baby to the doctor although she's sick. Getting a pill, definitely number one on the list. Oops. Another appointment baby missed. Nanny buys diapers because mama stays high. Daddy hits mommy and the children cry. After years of this bliss, the kids got took. Mommy is a junkie and fast becoming a crook. You'll land in jail, a drug addict you remain. Your heart turns cold as you play the game. Do not pass go. Strip your dignity right here. This old man wants you. Dry your tears. Quote a price. Service respect long forgotten. You'll sell your soul to the devil for oxycodone. I told you, girl, the destination is in your head. Welcome to hell. Next stop, well, she's dead. I told you that I'll stick, stick it out till the end. For me, you traded your dreams and kids, your addiction, life, and your faithful friend. You know, just, just, just to know that we, we give all those things up. Amen. Just to have that temporary fix, that temporary high, that temporary enjoyment. Right. And that could, you know, go with so many things. And I know that me being a child with a parent, that did these things, it's hard. You know, reading something like this and like, man, I don't know, but but I know now that even her, God had a plan for her. Even God watched after her. Now that she's serving God, it's an amazing thing to look back and see that my mom used to be, you know, Somebody that I didn't want to be, somebody that I disliked, right. but I loved her. Right. And when I got saved this last time, made it a point to cry out to Jesus, cry out to God, and He, you know, answered my prayers. 
because I, you know, had Jesus as my as my speaker. You know, had Jesus to go through. And that's who our friend need to be. You know, we gotta have Jesus as our friend. If we don't have Jesus as our friend, we're really not good enough to be able to go to God. We're not good enough to go to God on our own. So we have to have Jesus. If we wanna pray for somebody, if we wanna make it ourselves, in any situation we gotta have him. No matter what. So if you just close your eyes, bow your head. I just want to you know, ask any of you guys if you die today, would Jesus be speaking for you? Would your name be written in that Lamb's Book of Life? Would you be able to have a, a testimony of I overcame those addictions, I overcame those things that held me down? Or would you be on that other judgment of where God says, I never knew you? And all those things, that's a question that you can ask yourself. But today is the day that we can we can change that. Today is the day that we can we can get rid of that old you and make it a testimony instead of a tragedy. So I'm just asking any of you, if you got any any addictions, anything that's holding you down right now, to just raise your hand and and I'll pray with you. Me, Jesus, together, we'll pray to God and we'll bond it in the name of Jesus. Tonight is that night. See your hand. See your hand. And, and we just go to him and just say thank you. And I know that we have people in this place that have called Jesus their Lord before. But it went back to doing whatever they was doing or, or just, you know, just not repenting which is what we need most of all is to repent and get back to that first love when we can't be with that first love God cannot hear our prayers if we still have sin on us if we haven't repented so if there's anybody that needs repenting we can pray for you and we can get you back to where God can hear your prayers we can ask them for whatever changes we need to ask them for. And if those are any anybody in here with those that have backslidden and need Jesus, just raise your hand and we'll pray for you. See your hand. Amen. Now I just want to ask everybody if they would to stand and We'll go to the altar, and we're going to leave all our sins, we're going to leave all our situations, all our addictions at that altar tonight. That's where we're going to leave them.
So if y'all just meet us, meet me over there.